You're listening to Simple Talk, a podcast that dives into God's Word. I'm your host, Jason Cox. Join me and my special guests as we apply biblical knowledge to everyday life. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com in. That's pro.stateaffairs.com in. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Simple Talk. My name is Jason Cox, and I am joined today by my good friend Mark Schlomer, and we hope that everybody's having a wonderful morning this morning. Good good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to jump on here, jump on Facebook, so that I can see all of your comments, see if you guys have anything to have... If you, see if you have anything to say to us today. Um, our scripture reading today came from the book of John, John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. And it's the, it's the passage that talks about Jesus being the good shepherd. Absolutely. And he that is he is. He is a good shepherd. Yes, he is. He's a good father and a good shepherd. And, of course, we also went over the Psalm 23, which you don't hear a lot in church anymore. Like when I was a kid, man... The twenty third Psalm was like the Lord's Prayer. We said it. Yeah. You know, you you heard it all the time. It was said all the time. Um, and you just don't you don't see it that much anymore in services. Yeah, and um, it got me thinking when when you introduced uh, when you introduced it in your um, before the oh, scripture, the and then in Dennis highlighted it in the sermon. It got me thinking, like, what is what is the most popular song psalm mm-hmm. i would have to think that yeah. if it's not the it's got to be in the top five i would yeah i'd say 23rd psalms probably probably at the top yeah 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 i mean you don't really some people will reference them in sermons and whatnot but you don't hear you don't hear the entire thing read exactly you know it's kind of like a meal of itself you know yeah <laughs> yeah um so I got stumbled when you when you read it setting up the scripture today uh, and stepped through it. I mean, I got that was uh, off the cuff. That was like great. me and Dennis didn't talk. I said, "Hey, you," because I heard him talking about twenty third Psalm in the first service, and I was like, "Hey, should we mention this?" You know, in the second service, he said, "Sure." Well, and I got up there and I was like, oh, "Man, let's see if we can yeah. brush the dust off of this." You know, yeah. But it it is a good one, and I have thought about that through this week like i said mainly that first part that he makes me to lay down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters just that that mind picture yeah. is peaceful to me and like i said i was out mushroom hunting um and i'm walking by this stream and i was like oh he leads me beside still waters is pretty cool Aren't you doing any good i did we got a couple dozen good yeah. good for you yeah good for you it's always fun to mushroom hunt do we have any any morel hunters out there watching us today <laughs> Unsuccessful. Hey, good morning, I mean, Pam. By the way, yeah, she says yes. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> good morning, Pam. No, I, I think there's um, quite honestly, Jason, it, there is so much to unpack in Psalm 23 mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's all encompassing. Yeah, 
And the cool it thing, a lot. it does, yeah. because you know each statement, each uh, stanza, statement, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, totally stands on its own, and it's yeah. and it does. There's not really any part of it that's not applicable, yeah. literally to to everyday life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true too. It is applicable to everyday life. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you think about it. Yeah. Are there from a and and Dennis spent a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, in his sermon today on it. Is there anything that jumped out? Jumped it, out at you? His sermon or twenty third Psalm? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he spent a lot of time in his sermon yeah. addressing different elements of the psalm. I'm sorry, I've got something poking my eyeball. I don't know what it is. You want me to poke this one? Yeah, can you get it out of there? Then they'll both hurt. (laughs) I can't see. (laughs) So um, one thing that stood out to me uh, simply because of the cultural context of what we're dealing with right now versus like this thought or this, this idea that has been around for centuries. And it's a question, right? Is Jesus Lord or is Jesus preacher, teacher, prophet, wise one? Because a lot of people want to say, you know, I think that all religions go to the same place. And and I love Jesus. Like I think that Jesus' teachings were great. He was a he was a wonderful prophet. He was a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is he Lord? Because that's that's the that's the big piece that everybody misses, and I think that it's because Satan blinds us to that, right? Sure. Satan doesn't care if you come to church on Sunday. He's fine with you coming to church on Sunday. Satan's fine with you reading the Bible. Satan is completely cool with you saying that Jesus was God's son. He's fine with that. What he doesn't like and what this world seems to be blind to right now is Jesus is Lord. And if he's not Lord of your life, think of Lord, right? What does Lord mean? Lord, king, mm-hmm. this this ruler, yeah. you know? And if we don't put Jesus up there as Lord, and we're not living our life according to our Lord, Correct. because it's not enough to say that he's preacher, prophet, teacher, wise one, right? That's not enough. We have to view him as Lord. Yeah, this thing. All right. I didn't know if there was an issue. Yeah. Yeah, An issue until we leave church streaming. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, um, I think. When you were stepping through, he doesn't mind us uh, reading the Bible. He doesn't mind sure. us going to church. Um, go wholeheartedly, your, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, go church in your little church songs. The issue that he has, mm-hmm. or when he sucks us in, is yeah. when, in, and you summed it up, yeah. is when we don't live it. So right. if, if we... You know, if we close our Bibles and say, hey, you know, I'll see you next Sunday or I'll see you tomorrow mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, safe to say that's when he's got us. Yeah. Um, and and if we close our minds and get hung up in, in you know, day-to-day or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when he's got us. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not Jesus that leads people away from Christianity. It, it's us. Correct. It's Christians. 
It's us going to church on Sunday and giving all of our worship and praise to Christ and then leaving church and leading our lives the same way that we did before we became Christians for the other six days of the yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Pam, I see your note in there, and I love it about the serenity prayer. And, man, that one that one absolutely applies to a couple of, of points that uh, Dennis made in his message is that, We've got to stop talking about anxious things, things that mm-hmm. things that have us uptight about whatever that is, family, mm-hmm. work, world, country. All right. Um, and Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Prayer and supplication with a heart of thanksgiving. Let all your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will guard your heart in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. you you got to get rid of anxious thoughts, and how do you do it? Turn it over. That's it. And and stop talking. Like Dennis said, stop talking about right. it. Right. Like you got to stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's it, it goes exactly to what we were talking about before, you know, before we hit the camera is yeah. just think for a moment about the people that you come in contact in your day-to-day mm-hmm. life, all right, whether it's. Um, you know, spouses, coworkers, friends, sure. family. Um, if there are those that are constantly talking about this yeah. stinks, or I don't like this, or I don't like yeah. that, it it pulls you down. Yeah. It truly pulls you down. And and when we allow it to pull us down, we're truly robbing ourselves mm-hmm. of joy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We are robbing ourselves of joy. And you know, if we think uh, if we think about, um, you know, when you hang up the phone with with those types of folks, what do you do to recalibrate yourself? Because you do need to recalibrate yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to, here we go. Okay. Wait for it. Yeah. We need to turn the page. Oh, I see what you did Haven't there. Haven't had a Seeger reference yeah. in a while. No, that was a good one. But I we need to it. we need to trade ourselves yeah. and, and then... Be grateful and be joyful about what we have. Yeah, as much as we can. Well, sure. Like negative. So we're we're always influenced by people that are around us, and negative people influence us too. And it's like after you get off the, one of those phone calls with one of those negative people, trying to wash your mind of that, you're like, ah, I just can't shake. You know. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. So. I had a boss one time. One of the greatest things I ever learned from him, or one of the greatest phrases he ever uh, uttered, was, and he did, he was great in social environments and, and obviously business environments too. Mm-hmm. But we got done with a meeting one day and he put his head <laughs> on his desk and he, he was just like, people suck the life out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember that, and it, it's so true. It's so true. So, um, <laughs> fellow Christian, who are you sucking the life out of today? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we do it though. I mean, we, absolutely, we do it. Absolutely. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, just something gra- else that. Go ahead. No, just gratitude and joy, man. Yeah, be joyful. Find gratitude. Be be grateful. Find joy in things around you because even in, the, in our toughest of times, there's always something to be joyful for. Absolutely. Um, I wrote down 
Dennis said something about Jesus guiding us, right? I am the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. The work of a shepherd is to guide the sheep. And I wrote that Jesus will guide us, but we have to follow him before he will guide us. And that's that part of making him Lord. That's right. Because it, and I, I just can't stress this enough. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, if you're not going to him and you're not following his word and you don't have his word written on your heart, it's hard, it's hard to follow Jesus if you don't know him. And it's hard to know Jesus if you don't know God's word. True. So it's, it's kind of like our, our generation or our culture is getting into this idea of being spiritual, right? Yeah. And replacing Christianity with spirituality. And it's so simple. It's as simple as me saying, well, Mark, you're a Christian, Right? How do I, how do I live my life more like Jesus? And you saying, well, I think that you live a Christian life by doing this, this, and this. Now, if what you have to say jives with what the Bible says, and that's great. But if it, if you got that as some little sound snippet off of Oprah Winfrey, right, off the Oprah show, and it doesn't jive with this, well, now it's camouflaged as Christianity, but. But it's not actually what God has to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, right? Oh, there's plenty of it. Yeah. If your friends are saying, well, this is what I think, ask them, that's great what you think, but tell me what the Bible says about it. And if they can't tell you what the Bible says about it, then you you need to do some searching. Yeah. yeah. Make Jesus Lord. Jesus has to be Lord of your life. That's that's the beginning and end of it right there. And, I, and we've... I guess dabbled on this topic before, but it, you know, if you if you dabble, <laughs> if you, um, I mean, I remember especially getting out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was raised in the I was raised in the church. Didn't go to church during college, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it was it was uh, kind of the and Dennis even talked about it, you know, hey, I'm having a good time. Don't, you know, don't change me. <laughs> don't don't life. transform me or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I get it. And I remember, you know, just having a very sugar-coated um, answer to what I believe in or my, my spirituality at the time. And, of course, if someone asks you that question, mm-hmm. I think you do need to take in the context of why they're asking you Absolutely. or what that person's background mm-hmm. is and how deep they are in, right. in the... Because we're always searching, right? People are searching. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, my point is that as you spend more time in there, mm-hmm. one, it, it builds your answer. Yeah, and it becomes it becomes less of well you got spirituality and you got <laughs> spirituality and you, make it rain spirituality <laughs> you in a car and yeah. um, all that stuff so um but my gosh there and i remember being intimidated by that book by that book yeah. i absolutely can mm-hmm. recall being intimidated by that yeah. book but the more time you spend in it and as we reference many times, there are so many 
examples in that book mm-hmm. of what we go through every day. Yeah, yeah. It's there. Broken people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's all about building your theology, right? You sure. have to have the you have to build this theology, this idea of what you believe the Bible says, right? Your not necessarily your interpretation, but your understanding, your learning, knowledge of it. Well, if you sit down with this book and you do it by yourself, all you got to do is read through the first five books of the Bible to become disinterested in it. You know what I mean? Yes. You start getting out of Exodus and into Leviticus oh, and Deuteronomy, and you start, and you're like, this is so confusing. I'm just giving up. So don't do this on your own, right? That's. That's the purpose of the church. You have to get into a small group. You have to get into a Bible study. You have to get in with other Christians that can help help you get through some of this stuff. Because not all of it, you know, Jesus speaks in parables and metaphors, and we see all these analogies, and you're like, well, I don't, is this figurative or literal? Like, I don't, I don't know what kind of speech you're looking at. I don't understand what what this is trying to say to me. So you got to get plugged in somewhere. Yeah. And this might sound a little bit overwhelming, but it's all part of the bigger whole, right? Jesus does have to be Lord of your life. It's not enough to look at him as just a teacher or a prophet. Jesus has to be Lord of your life. Well, how do I do that? You have to understand what his word says. And okay, Jason, that's great. I understand that. But how do I get there? You get plugged into a small group. You put friends around you who are on that same journey that you are. And then you start building your theology and your understanding. And it's not off of what Jason thinks or, or, well, as Mark, right? The holy book of Mark? No. It's not about what I think or what Mark thinks or what Pam thinks. It's about what God says. Because you got to have some kind of objective point to bounce these ideas off. Absolutely. I think that I think that Jesus died on a cross, but did he well objectively this book says he did. End of story. Period. You know? yeah. Yeah. But you have to build your a group of people around you to help you get through what this has to say. Yeah. And I mean there's all kinds of and I mean, my goodness. And Pam, you are dead on. See what you wrote? Satan loves the confusion between Christianity and spirituality. Absolutely, absolutely dead on. Yeah. He does. Because that confusion is what keeps people out of this out of this church, out of a church family, and says, just like Dennis said, you don't need to change. God loves you just the way you are. You see how good that sounds? Yeah. You don't need to change, Mark. God loves you just the way you are. And it sounds wonderful, but it's absolutely not true. Well, he does love us just the way we are because mm-hmm. we were fearfully, uniquely, uniquely made. wonderfully yep. made, right? Mm-hmm. So he does, there was a purpose mm-hmm. in the way he designed us. What does that say? So <laughs> rather than saying, I guess what I'm getting at is rather than saying that that's not true because it's okay the way the way we are, and I think perhaps where you were headed <laughs> yeah. is was like in Jeremiah 20, is it Jeremiah 29, for I know that I have the plans for you? Uh, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. Jeremiah? Yeah. 
for I know that I have the plans for you. Yes, we're uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made, and he is he is very pleased. Mm-hmm. But he also has a purpose for us, mm-hmm. and he also has a plan. So if, if that stagnation, I'm having a good time, that's mm-hmm. where... He, human will comes yeah. in and says that's where we say uh you know time out mm-hmm. you know you're good with me i'm good with me but <laughs> as dennis in uh i don't know can we consider this is this a patentism where he says god is still in the business of transforming yeah. lives yeah i think that that is a patentism, patentism. yeah I mean, the bottom line is he's not done with us. Yeah. Yes, he created us. Yes, he has a plan, but a plan mm-hmm. can be interpreted as a verb. Mm-hmm. Is it a verb? Yeah. Either way, yeah. he's not done with us, right? and we shouldn't be done with him either. Now, take that phrase, right? God what? loves you just the way you yeah. are. You don't need to change. What if Jesus came to you and said that? I guess this is a good question for everybody. What if Jesus comes to you and says, God loves you just the way you are. You're wonderfully made, right? Versus, versus if Satan comes up to you and said, Mark, God loves you just the way you are. You don't need to change. <laughs> okay. You've got the you same... Decide. You, right. didn't, you didn't want to go deep or anything today, did you? <laughs> right. And that's my point in all this, is is that first, of course, context matters always, but but it depends on how you, like, are you viewing this from a biblical standpoint? Because if I'm Jesus and I say, God loves you just the way that you are, you're, you're a unique human being. Yeah, that reeks of grace, forgiveness, and everything right. else. Right. If, and, right, but and to it your, covers you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Satan comes to you and says, "Mark, God loves you just the way you are." Well, if if well, first I am a sinner. We all are. But if I'm an addict, thief, murderer, whatever, I don't need to change. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why, right? We can we can turn on our TV and we can see them roll these words around any way that they want to get across whatever point that they want. When you hear people come to you and say, you shouldn't judge people, you're a Christian, right? That's not what the Bible says. But you'll hear people, and you'll hear it on TV. They won't put Christian with it, but they'll say, you shouldn't judge other people. And your automatic thing is, well, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't judge other people. Wrong. That's not what the Bible says. We are supposed to judge other people in love, right? You shall not judge unless you're going to be judged by the same rule or measure that you judge other people. Well, if Mark's right addicted to cocaine, and I've been a coke addict before, and I've made it past it, that I am going to judge him out of love and say, man, you shouldn't be doing that. Now I'm going to follow it up with, let me show you ways to get past this addiction because I love you and I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You gotta. I mean, I can't think of another time in our history when you had been have had when you needed to be more on the ball with terminology and, and words and intimations of people's conversations, like because they'll try to twist your mind. Absolutely, around. turn on the TV. 
you know, you'll see it all over. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But anyway, and, and there are Christians that will do it unwittingly as well, oh, yeah. you know, without trying to sometimes. So you have to know this book, and you have to make Jesus Lord. Okay. Anything else that jumped out at you today? Um, I get stuck on that because it's such a big issue. No, sure, sure. Um, great message today. It was great yeah. song. So, yeah, I mean, just it was uh, a good day. Just you touched on it before. There were three things that, that Dennis mentioned about a shepherd: he'll protect you, guide you, and wipe your tears away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second one, you touched on it earlier, and this is definitely a Patonism. He will guide you, and if if we allow him, if we allow him to guide us, he will pro- provide for us. If he guides, he provides. If we allow him to guide us, he provides. You ain't shucking jiving me, are you? No shucking jiving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it was a great message today. For sure. Something else, contextually speaking, again, we're talking about shepherds. I have in mind, when I think of shepherd, this guy in a robe, right, with this little band around his head, and he's got his little wooden stick, and he's just kind of out laying in the field with the sheep, you know. Shepherds were actually very manly men. Um, some of the things that they had to protect these sheep from. I I know that there were wolves. I think that there were bears in this country as well mm. when this when this took place. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I feel like I've read that at some point in in my journey. But these shepherds were manly men. Like they were they were there to lay their life on the line mm-hmm. for these sheep. And it didn't matter if it was wolves, robbers, thieves coming after these sheep. Like they were going to put their lives on the line to save these sheep. So I think that it's important to get this right mental picture when we think of Jesus as the good shepherd, you know, willing to put his life on the line because he chooses to, not because anybody says I can lay down my life and I can pick it right back up. Mm. Uh, A right theology on what the shepherd, and I'm sure that there's a lot of different nuances to that that we could get into but absolutely but yeah if you guys have any questions or um questions or comments for us please make sure and and put those on the facebook page make sure to like and share this video if you feel like it's been helpful to you today and yeah got anything else mr mark it's it's gonna it's a beautiful day here in uh, central indiana so uh let's enjoy it go out mushroom hunting I mean, they're up. <laughs> the mushrooms are up. Yeah. So get out in the woods, get some mushroom hunting going on, turkey hunting, fishing, whatever. Yep. Get out and enjoy nature. That's right. All Have right. a great week, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you here next Sunday. Hopefully you can join us. Um, till then, be blessed as you're being a blessing to other people. Have a great week.